Hello and welcome to LDS Transitions. So it's a beautiful Sabbath morning. <laughs> Hopefully for some of you it's a beautiful second Saturday. Uh, it's uh, nice and peaceful where I'm at. There's some birds that are saying, hey, get out of my area. Uh, and it's just a beautiful day. It's not too warm. Uh, it's got a nice little cool breeze and it's nice and quiet. Uh, so when I'm walking, I have to be careful because I'll run into some pretty big cobwebs. And this morning I was being careful and sure enough there's a big cobweb. Uh, the path I walk on uh, the spiders can, I don't know how they go so far, uh, if they can just sleep on their own, but they can, you know, you've got a probably a seven, eight foot wide path area or clearing that, that, uh, that they span across and there's these massive webs that they make spend a lot of time doing it I'm sure and uh, I see it and I pluck the sides of it so that I don't get tangled up and the spider doesn't get on me and now the spiders probably frustrated it's hanging there um, looks like it's slowly pulling itself up but I just ruined a bunch of its work uh, and so I was thinking well how does this apply to me you know how can I relate it right we're supposed to relate everything you know attributes to God and and uh, we can embrace nature and and bring in symbolism so I was thinking well let's consider my mind and the possibility of my mind being trapped, right? So in a, in a pre-transition state, as a true believing member, I would have possibly have used that analogy of, yeah, I need to stay away from, need to keep my thoughts clean and stay away from content that would uh, entrap my mind into pathways that would envelop and take up a lot of my my time with with uh, stuff that's alluring or whatever um, and uh, <laughs> but now I I see it as more of an entrapment of my mind to be caught into something that doesn't let me free myself to see other things and to do other things. And so I've broadened it. I've taken, taken the, narr the narrow narrative out and I've broadened it. And it allows me to reflect on what 
what mindsets do I have? What cons- what possible things am I perceiving or assuming of others, of myself, in my relationships, with my children, with my wife, with co-workers that entrap me into a given process, you know. Um, I don't have any issues with co-workers, but if I if I did, you know, how is that relationship affecting my progress at work or or whatnot? And and is it a me problem? You know, it's easy to say, hey, well, that's an issue with uh, with my employer or coworker or whatnot. Uh, that's not a me issue. But oftentimes, things in life are me issues that we can address, that we can fix on our own. Um, Oftentimes we have expectations or perceptions and someone else is going through something, uh, having a bad day, bad week, bad year, bad life, and uh, they're in their own cycles and we get enveloped in their cycles or we have our own cycles that trigger off of each other, right? And so how is, you know, my transition from Mormonism to having my faith transition also makes me look at where my thoughts at, how am I processing things? My reflection isn't purely spiritual in nature or or what would God have me do today but it may be more of what am I how am I taking care of myself how am I approaching a given situation how am I this how am I that what can I do so much of life's challenges are based off of my perceptions um, Victor Frankl, I'm trying to remember the name of the book, is it Man's Search for Meaning or, or whatnot? He's a psychologist or psychiatrist that lived in uh, World War II times, was in a concentration camp, survived, and uh, took perceptions and and uh, views and internal processing of of his views of what they endured in concentration camps, etc., and how they uh, how those that survived and those that looked beyond themselves and um, and just you know, how to be able to thrive, which is a terrible probably word to use in this situation, but it's all about your own perception in many times. Can can one find happiness in a concentration camp? Maybe not happiness, but can you find peace or moments of peace 
or moments of caring and loving. Uh, so this may, for someone that's read the book, uh, you may be like, yeah, I get it type thing. Someone else may be, may be saying, no, this is a bunch of garbage. Um, so I can't do the book justice. I'd recommend reading it. But if you take in the perceptions of no matter what situation you are in, um, you can look at a glass being um, halfway full rather than halfway empty. And it's not to ignore the issues. It's to try to thrive despite the issues. Try to survive despite the issues. Uh, try to make the most of it despite the issues. So if it's, you know, people would run towards the, the fences so that they, their life would end, um, so that they'd be shot by the soldiers um, when, when they're ready to give up. They knew what to do to quickly end their life. And that was to run to, to their death. So they'd taken enough suffering. And, you know, that's, that's extreme in, a, in an extreme situation. But how many of us are numb fit in a category where we're numb because of our situation and we just process because we're processing you know if you consider photos that we've seen of concentration camps you know a lot of their looks just seem empty just seem void and for good reason you know I, I'm not Please know I'm not trying to judge someone in a concentration camp. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm in no position whatsoever. Um, but I only say this on a reflection of our own capabilities as individuals. Are we able to thrive within ourselves? no matter our circumstance. You know, I'm throwing religion out the door. And I'm not saying, hey, this is based off of what you should do or, or what's right or what's wrong. This is something personal for myself to consider for whatever circumstance I'm in. Am I going to allow myself to be trapped in a cobweb? Or am I going to, despite of the cobweb, despite of the spider, despite of the fact that every morning when I'm walking, there is there are cobwebs I have to look out for. You know, it's like, hey, why don't you go and take a walk where there aren't cobwebs, right? Um... Go and walk, you know, and on a path that is in the that's in a field, 
You're not going to have trees where spiders can, you know, do a cobweb across the, the path. And, you know, yeah, you bet you can, you can avoid cobwebs in various ways, right? Or, despite your circumstance, let's say you're always having to go down a path, are you able to make the most of it despite the path? and choose not to get entangled in it. So being in a transition, mixed faith marriage, having had a transition, trying to remove myself from the church, I just have to look at those cobwebs to not get entangled. You know, I, I talk about these letters from bishops or stake presidents or texts or whatnot and it's easy for me to get wrapped into those and to let them take up my mind. You know, it's like uh, working with computers. You know, we can do a lot on our own uh, with motor skills. I don't have to think about taking a, one step in front of another. Thankfully, I've got that all built out in my mind where I don't have to think about that. I don't have to think about trying focusing on taking my next breath because I'm not having breathing issues um, where it's a cognitive issue, right? And it's just something natural that, that my body's doing. Um, if I had issues breathing right now, that'd be a cognitive issue where or situation where it's like, yeah, I realize I can't breathe. Yeah, I know this is a problem. Yeah, I'm trying to focus on it. I'm trying to fix it, right? That'd be constantly be on my mind. Um, and so is the church constantly on my mind? Yeah. It's not in some ways. In other ways, hey, of course it is because I'm making a podcast, right? So, despite that those cobwebs are in my life, and I'm addressing them, am I going to let it take up real estate for a long time? At what point do I say, hey, I can find more gains with that, with it not taking up real estate? Um, why am I allowing cycle times in my mind, processing times, to be taken up with the church. So, I'm not enveloped by it. Um, I choose to come out and reflect and process and see where I'm at. You know, today is a Sunday, as I talked about, and happy second Saturday to you heathens out there. But um, today is a home church day for me. And how am I going to process it? Am I going to tense up when I think about the lesson? Is it going to affect my processing? 
Is it going to affect my day? Is it going to affect my wife? Is it going to affect my children? I don't know what the lesson's about today. So, you know, is it going to be like I just roll with it and focus on enjoying life with my kids? Enjoying life with as myself? Um, am I going to make the most of it so that, you know, there's peace in the family and my wife's not going through trauma because of my reaction? So it's not healthy to be able to not feel free, but I still have choices to make. I can decide, hey, is this going to affect me? And I can decide on, hey, am I going to allow it to affect others? Or am I just going to roll with it, make the most of it, and then be done with it? You know, home church is for a few minutes. Um, No, I may not like it at all. I might cringe. But... My focus right now is I don't want a World War Three to break out. I don't want my wife to go nuclear. She needs to feel safety. Does that mean I believe in the crap? No. Not at all. So, you know, reflection wherever you're at in life. Is it, is your reflection where you're stuck similar to me? Or what, what uh, patterns do you see yourself stuck in? And is it something you can unstuck and you can remove those cobwebs before you run into them? Break the strands that hold them together? And let the web fall away without it being without it touching you you know gotta hate it when you run face first into it right um or is it something that you know you can avoid entirely one day I hope to avoid it entirely I'd love for my wife to be awakened to it where she turns that doorknob and wakes up from it and and leaves, but right now I don't I don't see that on our path right now. It's not me to place it on our path. At some time our paths are gonna diverge. I don't know how soon that's gonna be. The the sooner we return back to normal church the the sooner you know, I'm going to have to deal with a lot more triggers and a lot more issues. The sooner it's not going to, you know, a lot more cobwebs, where it's like, is it easier for me to consider a different path altogether? Right now I feel pretty safe. I can handle my triggers. And it's more worth it for me to have time with my kids, right? And so I'm in an okay mental place with that.
I figure, hey, I can process this, right? My wife might be under the perception of, hey, maybe he's coming around, right? No, I'm just learning to process difficult things and realize they're not always going to be around. If you realize you're hopefully going to get out of this mess at some point, or I'm in a mess and I'm going to make the most of it. You know, we've got COVID. You know, there's a chance that, or anything else, you know, mortality is mortality. I don't know if I'll be dead tomorrow or the next week or in, or in a year or in 20 years. I don't know that. So, live for today. Plan for tomorrow. Enjoy what you can. You know, people hamper on um, those that drink coffee and stuff like that. You know, the song C-O-F-F-E-E, coffee is not for me, right? (laughs) I don't think it's about the substance. I think a huge part of it is... The enjoying, embracing the moment of, hey, I'm going to have my coffee. Now I'm going to take time to, to relax and to reflect. I think finding enjoyment of slowing down life a little bit to enjoy something is wonderful. It is a process, so, you know you don't drink coffee, find the beverage that suits you, find time to reflect, or if it's not a beverage, think of something else that you can take time and, and reflect, give you me time, taking a stroll and having beautiful views and hearing sounds of nature around me is a great me time, it's a great time for me to process great time for me to be able to be ready for the day to marshal in my my sources to build up my defenses to guard my emotions to think about okay if the battle comes to me How am I going to respond? My bishop or stake president reaches out or my wife brings up a tough situation. How am I going to respond? Am I going to go to an emotional state or am I going to say, hey, let's analyze this. Let's look at our strategy and let's move forward. The commander in an army that doesn't freak out and throw up his weapon and hightail it or to just start shouting at the enemy but instead looks for other avenues to the conflict. That's the commander I want to be, right? And if I'm going to be stuck in a concentration camp, 
I want to be able to thrive on the good times, the good things, such as with my wife and my kids. And it may not be with my wife, per se. When she's in a good state, it's good. But as I've talked about, she goes from A to Z at times. Sometimes for great purposes, great reasons, right? So, and, you know, if, if she knew I was recording this, if she had um, her say in this, you know, she would have a defense that's long and well thought out emotional, but well thought out and well justified. I'm not this hero by any means. I'm a zero. <laughs> and sometimes being a zero is okay. Um, it puts you in the reality that, hey, I can work on myself, right? And working on yourself is half the battle. Working on yourself is what gets you out of the zero state. Helps make you be able to process. And it's okay to return to zero anytime, regardless if it's yourself or whatnot. As long as you trace out the zero in a circular path and reflect. How am I going to be? How am I going to get out of this? So... Symbolism 101. I'll use symbolism over symbolism over symbolism over and over and over again. And it'll drive me crazy and you crazy, right? But if it helps me not be a zero for a day, or if it helps me realize and process things better, you know, and when I say zero, I'm not talking about worth. I see my worth, but I also see how much I can change, how much I can do, how much better there is in me, how much more I need to go, right? So it's okay to be a zero as long as you realize you can change the number anytime, and you're not on a linear scale. Don't forget your geometry and trigonometry and your algebra, right? And trig and calc. Ah, forget the calculus. All right. Be good. Be safe. Be kind. Have a great day, even if it is not your second Saturday. Have a good day.